0: Welcome to Not the Only One, a St. Matthew podcast for teens on an open, vulnerable, and Catholic journey. Each week, we'll tackle a new topic and do our best to answer those questions you thought you were the only one that wondered about. While we walk together, let us keep our hearts focused on the One, Jesus Christ, who is with us always. Hey guys! Welcome to another week of Not the Only One, and a special welcome to part two of our Women in the Bible series. Hopefully you've had a chance to check out part one, all about Mary Magdalene, a woman that teaches us hope, forgiveness, and how to let Jesus radically change our life. On this episode, we look at Queen Esther and close with practical tips for getting into the habit of reading your Bible. Now, Queen Esther is quite the leading lady. She's brave, a woman of prayer, just and pretty radical in just about everything she does. I highly recommend you take the time to read the book of Esther. It's a fascinating story and worth a read. It's a story of justice and trusting in God's plan for you. But just in case you don't have time to read it beforehand, here's a very, very basic Bible recap. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Queen Esther finds herself in a position of power in a sort of right place, right time manner with the help of her family member Mordecai. It's a little more complicated than that, but again, just the basics here. One important detail is that Esther is a Jewish woman, but decides to keep this fact a secret from the king for now. Mordecai happens to overhear two royal guards that are plotting to murder the king. So he tells Esther this, who then tells the king, because she's the queen, and Mordecai gets the credit he deserves for being just and truthful. Here he earns the king's trust. Then enters Haman, aka our bad guy. The king elevates Haman to a high level of power and declares that everyone needs to kneel to this guy, Haman. Mordecai responds by refusing to do just that. Haman, of course, is a very proud man and grows furious with Mordecai. When he finds out that Mordecai is Jewish, he persuades the king to create this decree that will destroy all of the Jewish people. Okay, things are getting dicey here. By chapter four, we see that Esther and Mordecai, two Jewish people, are trying to figure out what to do to stop this decree. And we get the famous verse, perhaps it was for a time like this that you became queen. Another translation is, perhaps it was a time for this that you were born. Perhaps Esther was placed in this position by God at exactly the right time and exactly the right place, even if she didn't understand the whole plan yet. And what's Esther's response to taking action? She says, if I perish, I perish. AKA, she's willing to do anything to protect her people and do the right thing. I know. She's amazing. All right, so here's the game plan. Esther pulls off an incredibly clever plan with Mordecai's help that involves putting Haman in his place, Mordecai's rise to power, and Esther getting to ask the king one request. So they create this counter decree that order all the Jews to be able to defend themselves. And when this day comes, the Jews triumph in victory and get permission to destroy any who plotted against them and the whole kingdom. So Esther and Mordecai establish Purim, a feast day to celebrate their victory and deliverance from destruction. I know, our amazing, incredible, how the heck did that happen ending. I'm not doing this story full justice, so please make sure to go back and actually open up your Bible to the book of Esther. Even if you have to split it into a few chunks, you don't have to read it all at once. But there are a lot of important details that will help you understand today's episode better. So, without further ado, let's dive into why Olivia and the girls in our small group loved this powerful queen so much, and what her story has to do with us today.
1: Yeah, so so that reminds me just that we don't have to be... It reminds me actually of the song um, Nobody by... Hmm. casting crowd I don't know I literally never know like artists yeah I mean I don't pay attention (laughs) to the artists well he says in the song I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul and I think right that stuck with me Um, and so it just reminds me that we don't have to be famous we don't have to be like we don't have to be anything specific we just have to be us for God to love us. Yeah. And that's incredible.
0: Okay, so that really transitions well to Esther yes. of just being you, yes. right? In the right time and right place, be you. Yeah. There's so much to dive into, which I think we took like a couple weeks with this because yeah. it's a story of uh, pride and revenge. It's a story of bold prayers and bold actions. And it's a story of justice and doing what's right um, and, and taking confidence in yourself so that you can do God's work well. Um, so what was it I, I know you love and the girls did too that you know you were uh, I think one of the translations is you were born for a time such as this. Why does that resonate so much with you? Why does that stick out to you?
1: I think it had a lot to do with um, what we were going through um, during the pandemic. Um, I'll spare you all of the cliches. you know. We...
0: <laughs> but for context though, it was, and now I've lost track of time, you know, but I'm like, I feel like it was like April or May when we were was doing this. Because, it was still like in, yeah. in the beginning where we really, really didn't know like what was ahead of us. Right. So there was a lot yeah. of that going on.
1: Yeah. We all kind of had to like, um, you know, put up this armor. Cause we didn't know what to expect. We, we've never lived through a pandemic. Um, and so I think that's probably and it definitely came at the perfect time that we decided to study Esther because you know, she Esther was thrown into this position and she didn't really know what to expect, but she knew she knew that God had something in store for her there, and so did Mordecai. So, I think I think the reason that that resonated with me was because we were in a pandemic. Also, the girls, I felt like I think they were, a lot of them were seniors. Um, a lot of them were going off to college, getting ready to, um, you know, fill out those applications. And during a pandemic, I mean, that's insane. That's that's a lot to handle. And, I, and so I think what Esther teaches us was really, really important to us in that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, to be, to be confident that the Lord has a plan for you and that you are, even if even if you don't really know what's going on or you don't know what the plan is, that you're exactly where you are meant to be. Mm -hmm. And um, that might be something that you have to remind yourself of often. Um, But also taking confidence that like you're capable of bold things. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we think like, oh, somebody else will be the next Mother Teresa or somebody else will, I don't know, look out for the person that somebody needs to look out for at school or that, um, like, you don't really have to do insert the blank for your sibling when they need help. You know, it's just kind of like somebody else will do that. But, like, what if you're that somebody? Mm -hmm. And it's likely that you are that somebody because we all every day have opportunities to do the right thing and to be that light. And so there's a sense of of taking confidence in the gifts that God has given you. That's something we looked at, too, was, like, what are the things that naturally— you're good at or that um, you do well that can be of help to others and yeah I mean Esther was bold and I think the other thing we talked about was that it doesn't mean she wasn't scared
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean you're you're human so at times you will be worried or wonder if somebody else can do a better job than you or maybe think that oh somebody else will do that but you know she did have Mordecai to support her and to um encourage her to do the right thing for uh,
1: for her people. It's also super important to have those friendships that Esther and Mordecai had. like I know that they were technically family, but um I don't think that Esther would have stepped up in the way that she did without the encouragement of um without the encouragement of Mordecai. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like it that does not mean that she wasn't scared like i she was super brave, but mm-hmm. You know, being brave doesn't eliminate fear. Yeah, you just don't let the
0: fear win. You don't let that outweigh doing whatever it is that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Absolutely, yeah. Um, like she said, if I perish, I perish. You know, like I just, I thought that was so, so awesome. Yeah. Like it reminded me of St. Joan of Arc, like yes. just very fearless, very I will do what the Lord is calling me to do, yes. even if it is a little scary mm-hmm. or very scary I will do it. If I perish, I perish.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. bold. She took she took responsibility, complete responsibility, and just she knew what she needed to do, and she knew that she was she was now in the position where she was really the only person who could have um, mm-hmm. who could have you know saved the Jewish people.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this: What do you think, Mary Magdalene and Esther? teach both of our men and women? Just any teen adult trying to journey on this road of discipleship, what do they teach us today?
1: That's a really good question. I think that, I think it comes back to forgiveness, that everyone is forgivable. Like, um, Haman in this story of Esther, um, you know, he was he was basically the person that was like, he's like the bad guy, you know, he's the villain in the story. Yeah. He was like, oh, well you won't kneel down to me. Well then I will destroy you and all of your people, you know? Um, And she still, she still decided to forgive him for that and, and begged the King to spare his life as well. Because you can't, when it comes to loving your neighbor and when it comes to forgiving people, you can't pick and choose. Like, just like, Just like Jesus, you know, like he's going to forgive us no matter what. He doesn't see different levels of sin and different levels of faithfulness. He just sees us all as the same. And I think that's what we're called to do as well. And what Esther shows us for sure is that, you know, there's, you can't discriminate when it comes to forgiveness. Um, So if Esther was going to save the Jewish people, she was also going to save Haman, even though you know he made a bad decision, and then Mary Magdalene, um, you know, like we were saying, she she did leave a lead a life of sin. She did, Um, and I think it's there's just there's something so incredible about the um, the way that Jesus forgives her, and he comes to her and he he casts out these demons and he and he calls her his own it's not like you know jesus had any second thoughts about whether he was going to um you know pick her back up and make her his own and um so yeah i think forgiveness is the main theme with both of those ladies um what connections did you did you pick out
0: um I think what you said was beautiful. Forgiveness not only of others but of yourself because Mary Magdalene also had to forgive herself in order to uh, continue to choose Jesus every day. So I think that's important. But I think um, not being afraid to be bold and to choose God every day. And that is hard to do as a teenager. It's hard to do as an adult in today's world. And so taking courage and confidence that there's people that have done this before us um, and that we'll continue to and that we're not alone in choosing God every day. And like what you were saying earlier, that we're never too far either, um, that there's always mercy. God's mercy is endless Mm -hmm. um, and unconditional and always available. So obviously there's a lot that we took out of— these were just two women that we talked about, um, but— I think not only for the girls that we were journeying with, but for you and I, this was just a beautiful way to dive deeper into our faith. And we'll never regret making time to open up our Bible. We'll never regret making time to get to know the Lord through Scripture. And it's one of the best ways to get to know Him is through um, the relationships that He's had with His people and the words that He's given us that are still so incredibly relevant and relatable to today. So um, do you have any tips for uh, teens that want to read their Bibles more? How do they get started? What are some good practices? What are some things that they can do to spend some more time with the Word?
1: You know it. Of course I have (laughs) tips. My first tip is the daily readings um yeah I I actually just recently I guess like within the last year or so have been really diving into daily readings um
0: do you read them or do you do the audio version
1: I do the audio version when I'm on my way to work very nice that's Um, a good habit thank you yes um and if I have time I, I do like to read more than I like to listen so if I have time before my shift I'll I'll give it a quick read and um but, the, yeah, you can listen to it, which is really cool. Um, I use the app Laudate, which I think Lauren does as well. It's like Catholic Central. It's got everything. <laughs> it, shows it really does.
0: It. It's so wonderful.
1: It's so great. I just introduced it to my mom, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. It shows you how to play, to pray the liturgy of the hours, chaplets, the rosary, you name it. It's got it. Um, really any prayer you could think of. And reading the daily readings um, – has really made me focus more seriously on reading scripture just because um, God has something to tell you in these daily readings, I promise. And you'd be surprised at at just how often, um, you know, you'll read it at the beginning of the day and then you're like, okay, whatever. And you go throughout <laughs> your day and you're like, whoa, I totally read about that Absolutely. this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, it just
0: gives you like a lens for the day, like a pair of glasses yes. to look through, you know.
1: Yeah, and it, and it really helps you to, um, you know, not only ab- like read and absorb scripture, but apply it to your life, obviously. Um, <clears throat> it's
0: nice, too, for when you're like, gosh, I really want to read some scripture, but I don't know where to start. And right. it's like, okay, well, we have readings specific <laughs> to today that have yes. already been chosen for us. Yes. Let's start there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I wanted to read this verse from Hebrews. It's Hebrews chapter 1 verse one verse one and i think it really sums up um the difference between the old and the new testament um so this is it um hebrews chapter one verse one in the past god spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed as heir of all things and through whom also made the universe and I think that explains really well that the Old Testament predicts that there will be a Savior, and the New Testament reveals to us our Savior. Hmm. And I don't really know how that has anything to do with the daily readings. But <laughs> well, does everything to do with the
0: daily readings. I mean, that's just what we're diving more into. But that's, right. uh, yeah, that's,
1: yeah. Don't That's think a beautiful that, way of putting that. Right. Don't think that the Old Testament has nothing to teach you. It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, and my second tip would be just to go with your gut. Um, if if there is a book that you keep seeing come up, like if you see bumper stickers with, um, you know, the book of Matthew quotes, you probably should read the book of Matthew. Um, you know, it's no coincidence. Break open that Bible, open your heart to, what's God, to what God's trying to tell you. Um, and a part of that is reading the prologues. It's really helped me in understanding especially Old Testament stuff because that stuff can be really hard to understand. Um, so, you know, even Lauren and I sometimes need to go back. Oh, gosh, always, yeah. always. <laughs> always need to go back yeah. and read those prologues. It kind of gives you um, historical context, So you can understand the story, and so that it's not just a bunch of, you know, old English that you can't understand. Um, So definitely, it's kind of like it's kind of like reading the back of the book before you read the book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great way of putting it.
1: And my last tip is that Psalms are always a good place to start. They're just very comforting. I feel like they're they're written so poetically that they're just easier to understand maybe than, like, the the um, literature, like the stories in the rest of the Bible. I just, so Psalms is always, like, a pretty solid place to start, I think.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just a couple other things to add. I always say start small habits. So sometimes we get really ambitious and we're like, oh, especially in January, right? And we're like, okay, I'm going to start reading my Bible more. I'm gonna start a Genesis, and I'm gonna work my way through, and this will finally be the year that I read the whole Bible.
1: Eh. Yeah,
0: I mean, if, if you can do that, all props to you. But most of us, it doesn't work that way. So, um, set small habits. Like maybe it is just the daily readings, um, or which, like again, the, I'm such an audio girl because you can listen to that while you're getting ready, or on, in the car, or if you like to read it, that's great too. Um, But maybe it's just one verse or, like, one psalm um, a day or a week or just reading the Sunday readings before you go to Mass or before you watch Mass virtually. Like, getting in the habit of reading those readings ahead of time can also be a small goal that is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also a big, big, big proponent of you need your own Bible. Mm -hmm. So if you have a family Bible, I love that but tell me that you need a Bible because we'll give you one Um, because it's so important to be able to underline and put sticky notes and they even have those cool Bible highlighters and you need to be able to take notes and um, it's, it's how we like absorb the information better. Just like you take notes in class, you need to be able to take notes like Olivia said in this love letter to you. So you need to have your own Bible Um, and there are books that will help you read the Bible better. Mm-hmm. So like we talked about I Choose the Sky by Emily Wilson. Olivia and I weren't just like shooting in the dark to find women in the Bible. We had a guide. We used that book. Um, another one that I have that's really helpful is it's called Inspired, and it's by Mark Hart, who's the, the Bible geek. He's really big with Life Teen. Um, and it's literally a companion for how to read your Bible. Like It breaks it down and just makes it a little bit easier to understand what you're reading. Um, There are things called devotionals, where it will give you scripture for each day to read and sometimes questions to go with it to help you journal and make it personal. So all of that, again, we'll include in the show notes um, today, which you can find on our website on the podcast page if you want to check out some of these books. But they're are so many resources. There's even that new, I don't know if you've listened to it yet. I haven't, but everyone's talking about it. The new podcast with Father Mike Schmidt yes. where he's going through the Bible. Um, he's I've doing what we it. said not to, but you know what? Father Mike Schmidt can do that. He can go from <laughs> beginning to end and be that guide to help us walk through scripture. But if you really love listening to podcasts, then maybe that's a way to, um, to dive in because there are so many people that have had the same experience of getting to know the Lord better through scripture and so there are guides that can help us. Because I remember as a teen being very intimidated to read my Bible and feeling like I had no idea what I was reading and couldn't understand it. So then I got discouraged and gave up. Yeah, of course. Um, so, so yeah, it's important to figure out what works for you. Lexio Divina is a great way to pray because you just read the Scripture over and over again. Because um, I always joke we never really understand it the first time we read it. You have to read it a few times. Right. Um and I think we could probably spend a whole nother episode talking on tips and tricks for how to reach your Bible. Yes. So that's like the summed up version. If you guys want to talk more about that, though, you know where to reach us. You know where to find us, and let us know. All right, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I sure am. Time? Okay, so I've I have realized that I like totally interrupt and drag these out. So we're gonna actually keep it to a true rapid fire right, question. I'm ready. All right. Ready. Okay. So first question. Who is your favorite saint?
1: St. Maria Goretti. Love
0: that. Your current worship jam?
1: The Secret Place by Phil Phil Wickham and Madison Cunningham.
0: Love it. You're going on a road trip. Where are you going and what snacks are you bringing?
1: Asheville, always. I'm bringing a drink from Starbucks, always. (laughs) Cheez-Its and gummy worms.
0: What do you feel the Lord is speaking to you recently?
1: felt a huge tug to be a teacher lately. I didn't have a life plan before, so, I mean, I'm really open to anything. That's
0: awesome, though. So. You'd be an excellent teacher.
1: Oh, thank you. That's thank exciting.
0: you. What – what's wrong with me? <laughs> if you Nothing. could ask Jesus any question, what would you ask?
1: This oh, – this was a really tough one. But I think this is the hardest one. Yeah, I think, I think it would just be how can I be more like you, you know? I mean, I, I – I honestly like had a really hard time coming up with an answer to this question, but um, the the one thing that I just that I wanted to ask is, you know, how can I be more like you? It's beautiful.
0: And last but not least, what do you love most about being Catholic?
1: I love how universal it is, how raw it is. Um, as Catholics, we try to do everything as Jesus did. Um, so the Holy Mass is based on what and how Jesus taught. And so I love that about the Catholic Church. It's not, it hasn't strayed from tradition despite how the world has been evolving and changing. It's very universal. Like you can go to any Catholic Church and you'll be greeted by the same mass, you know. So I love that.
0: All right. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for making time to be here. It's always a joy to get to oh work gosh, with of you course. and hear how the Lord is working through you. Um, so if you don't mind, can we go ahead and close in prayer? Yes, ma'am. Okay.
1: In
0: the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. God, thank you for this day that you've given us. May you continue to guide each of us along the road of discipleship and remind us often that we are not alone, that you are with us always. Holy Spirit, continue to draw us nearer to you and help us to learn more about you through the word of God, through the scripture that you have given us, So often we search for answers from you, Lord, and many of these answers you've already given us, and so I pray that you just continue to increase that yearning in our hearts to get to know you better. For all of these intentions, um, we just lift them up to you, Mother Mary, knowing that you will bring them to your Son and you will continue to take care of us. As we pray, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God,
1: pray for us sinners, him, now and at the hour of our death.
0: death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram at stmat underscore YM. And if you have any suggestions, um, feedback, topics that you want to talk about, you can check out that new form that we have on the website where you can send that all anonymously. Um, And make sure you do us a favor and just help spread the word about the podcast. We want to um, be helpful. We want to reach more people. We just want to talk more about Jesus with y'all and figure out how to live this Catholic life together. So help us spread the word. Send it to a friend. Let us know what you want to hear more about. And um, just continue to pray for us here at St. Matthew, knowing that we're praying for you guys every week. We're here for you. Um, And that we hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you again, Olivia, for joining us. Of course.
1: It was an honor. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.